3: Barry.
2: The house tonight, come on. Hashtag not committed. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I am your host, Zach Barry. We talked about it a little bit yesterday on Talk of Champions Recruiting Edition with Ben Garrett. Uh, this is going to kind of evolve into a little bit more of a specialty show, uh, a little bit more in-depth interviews, reactions to some big commitments, and uh, things of that nature on the recruiting trail. And uh, I, I think it's safe to say that this is, uh, this is a big one. Um, we now have Walker Jones here on the show, the uh, executive director of the Grove Collective, and quite a few other things. We were talking, Walker, before we started. You, uh, you've you got a, quite a bit on your plate, but you are taking on this new endeavor. Welcome to the show, man.
3: Hey, buddy. I appreciate you having me, Zach, and uh,
2: hotty toddy. So let's let's start there. I, obviously, the the ties to the university, you played football at Ole Miss. So I feel like that's a given for you to have at least some passing interest in this. But, um, you know, your your CV is is very, very impressive. You, you, you've you done a little bit of everything. Um, and then, like I said, you've got things going on at P7 Sports Academy and three step sports. But what was the draw for you to get involved in this as executive director?
3: Well, look, that's a great question, because uh, if you had asked me three months ago if I was going to be working or doing anything in NIL, I'd have told you, told you absolutely not. Um, not that for any other reason. i just busy. I've got other things going on and, you know, didn't really understand NIL, to be honest with you. Uh, I had a very limited understanding of it from what <laughs> Welcome I Welcome to the club. Him. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm an old school athlete that, you know, was happy to get a free education and, you know, tuition, room, books, board, and a little bit of a stipend here and there. But, uh, you know, so again, I don't – I didn't know much about it. Um, Was busy with other things. But uh, this summer I got a few phone calls from Keith Carter, um, Coach Kiffin, others, uh, other interested stakeholders around Ole Miss Athletics just kind of picking my brain about, hey, you know, what do you see? You know, what do you think we need to be doing? Um, Yeah, we need to, we need to have a real well thought out plan around NIL. And um, the Mississippi State statute, as you probably know, was amended in April to allow for greater communication and coordination um, with our public universities and, and other third parties. And, and so I think, you know, Keith was trying to be pretty progressive about how do we take advantage of yeah, you know, the broad nature of our statute. And, um, and so just started having conversations. And again, I, my initial reaction was, yeah, you know, I don't think I, there's a role for me here, but I'm happy to take a look at it. But I guess kind of my whole career has been trying to find challenges and, you know, short term challenges, but yielded long term opportunities. And the more I analyzed this, researched it, the more I realized that there was a great opportunity here. Zach, you know, to try to figure something out and to take a very undefined, complex uh, topic like NIL and to create a a best in class model that could support our university. And from the people I talked to, they just said, look, NIL is incredibly important. It's not going to go away. It'll adjust. It'll evolve. It'll get regulated to some degree, but it's not going to go away and we've got to figure it out and so it was a way for me to get back involved with the university. Uh, I do have a little bit of bandwidth professionally with some of my other uh, responsibilities, so I had some time I could commit to it uh, on the side, and uh, again, I just saw it as a, as a, as a challenge, but an opportunity um, to get back helping the school that I love, the school that gave me so much, and uh, yeah, I'm, I, it was pretty unlikely for me to be uh, in this position three months ago, but I just really, really wanted to take on that challenge, and and there were a lot of really good, smart people that I was talking to in and around this that I knew if those people were that in, engaged and would be involved, then we had a chance to have success, so that's kind of the long and short of it.
2: You were a Senior Director of Sports Marketing at Under Armour for over a decade, um, so you, you've obviously, not only in the sports realm, but from a marketing branding perspective, you've got quite the, quite the resume there. Was that the initial approach by Keith Carter and the others is, is coming to you as a guy that has been around that industry and, and and that sort of thing. Um, or was there more to it?
3: I think that was part of it. I think just, you know, my experience, um, you know, working in that sports marketing world, um, I've been fortunate enough to to create a really good uh, list of, of connections and contacts in the industry. Um, and I think that was probably uh, a big part of it. You know, um, uh, I also think, you know, a lot of the challenges we faced at Under Armour were really similar to what we face here at Ole Miss in the sense that, you know, at Under Armour, we were competing with Nike and Adidas who were, you know, much larger than we were you know they spent on sports marketing what our entire company was worth and so we had to figure out a way to be really efficient make one dollar spend like three which is really kind of the challenge keith and Ole miss has in the sec you know try to be efficient try to find ways to be creative uh to use marketing as a tool and to be really progressive and on the forefront in these undefined spaces. And I learned that at Under Armour, that was the only way we could compete with those guys, the Nike and Adidas of the world. If it was just a dollar for dollar comparison or or competition, we would lose. And I think that's kind of the challenge Ole Miss is always going to have the inherent challenge of being one of the smaller universities in the sec. And I think, you know, Keith and others probably recognize that a little bit. I know I've talked about it a lot. Um, and so I think that, that that's, uh, you know, something that uh, I can bring to bear in this situation is, you know, how do we be really efficient and make uh, our dollars go as far as they can and get all the Ole Miss fan base on the same page and, and, and kind of face those unique challenges uh, that we had at Under Armour that exist here at, um, at Ole Miss. And, uh, yeah, so I think that was, yeah, to your point, I think that was a, a, a big part of it. And the fact that, you know, look, I love my school uh i'm 50 minutes up the road in collierville tennessee um and i had a relationship with a lot of our coaches you know coach bianco coach davis um obviously lane and so uh, i think you know there's a a good a good amount of familiarity there too which helps
2: i was going to get to it eventually but you you mentioned it there and and let's go ahead and just just jump right in it's there's no way around it There, there are Are several challenges with Ole Miss competing in this realm. And it's it's not at all a detriment to the institution, to the athletic programs. Not at all. They're successful. Um it's it's something that you know clearly people live for in the fall, in the spring, uh, winter, you know, all year round. But it's it's impossible to not admit that you're you know going to face challenges against the Alabamas, the AMs the Ohio States, the, the Southern cows, you know, the, the bigger schools with bigger budgets, bigger alumni bases, all of that. Um, You know, you, you alluded to it and the challenges of trying to, to be unique. Um, you mentioned Lane Kiffin, you know, he had a quote um, before the season started about, you know, we, we don't think, you know, outside the box or we're not trying to stay in a box. We just create a new one um, in terms of branding and trying to set themselves apart. Is that going to be your first thing that you address, um, in terms of setting Ole Miss apart with NIL? Um, or will it be a little bit more nuts and bolts trying to get things
3: settled with, you know, full staffing resources and all of that? Well, I think it'll be a little bit of both, Zach. I think it's, um, Again, the short term, it was, you know, when I analyzed it and I took a look at it, you know, one of the things I told Keith and some of the other coaches, and again, some of the other interested stakeholders, I said, look, you got to build a sustainable model and a sustainable structure. And that takes resources. That takes full time resources. That takes uh, a full time commitment. Uh, you got to spend money to make money. Uh, so you got to build a structure that is, highly efficient but it's sustainable so that's number one get some full-time resources committed to some programming some staffing and some some infrastructure um so you have a chance so i think that's what we've been working on you know these last couple of months is you know getting those plant those things in place and then once you get that in place then it is how do we become really, really creative um, and think outside that box? You know, you used the quote that, that Lane said, which I 100% agree with, is we've got to reimagine this thing. And we've got to look. We can't be, um, you know, a group that just, well, this is how other people did it, or this is what is the path of lead resistance. We've got to come up with programming, and a model and a kind of a entrepreneurial spirit within the collective that doesn't currently exist. And that's really the challenge. So the, the step was, hey, look, let's build the boat, all right? Let's build this thing, let's build the structure, let's make it sustainable, let's make it really efficient um, and very nimble, all right? Which we've done and which we're gonna talk about tomorrow. And then once we have that, those resources committed to this, then we're going to bring in partnerships, strategic partners, uh, national brands, regional brands, uh, other experts to create, um, you know, these this structure and um, this programming platform that allow these athletes. Yes, they're going to get compensated. Yes, they're going to they're they're going to get compensated for whatever their fair market value is. But we're going to give them tools and a resource to turn that into five times what it was when they got here and to help them to develop their name, engine image, likeness, you know, how to network the do's and don'ts of social media, um, how to put a marketing plan together, how to do a podcast, um, uh, financial literacy, accounting, taxation. You're now a taxpaying citizen. How do we make sure from a financial literacy standpoint, we're checking all those boxes. So that was really, to be honest with you, for me personally to commit to this thing, it had to be about more than just paying the players. It just, it had to. Um, for me to go out and put my name on it and to go talk to people that I know and to you know solicit people for funding and, and their resources, I really wanted to be able to look them in the eye and tell them that you are helping these athletes develop and grow outside of just compensating them the moment they get here on campus. And, and that really, if we can do that at the end of the day, then I think we've accomplished something far greater than what NIL was established for is we're actually giving these men and women an opportunity to further develop themselves off the playing court or the field and become even better than what they were when they got here. And that's really what got me excited. So, yes, to your question, it's build it, full-time commitment to resources and sustainability, and then the intrinsic development and platforms that we can tools that we can put around these uh, male and female athletes to help them grow. So if they got $100 when they got here for that's what their fair market value was, they can turn that into $500 uh, whenever they leave here because we've given them these tools.
2: We're going to take a quick break. Um, And look, I I don't know about you, but as we're recording this, and and I forgot to mention this is Thursday morning. This will come out on Friday, but um, I, I hardly still understand NIL, but you've got me excited already. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Walker Jones, Executive Director of the Grove Collective. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta Catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering weddings, to Greek parties, or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than so wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one with Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solahoxford.com or call them at 662 238 3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restaurateur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. Of the wide plush Zoza Fairways and large championship review to greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tea time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662 893
4: 4444. The older I get, the more I realize there's just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages. Passing and rushing yards. Three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills, so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the old Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
1: We are back here
2: on Not Committed, special sit down here with Walker Jones, the executive director of the Grove Collective. Um, taking it back a little bit here, kind of before this became a thing and, and you guys are unveiling it before this big weekend against uh, top 10 Kentucky. Um, just so I'm clear, and I could be wrong, but it, was this a an idea that got set into motion with there were several collectives around Oxford, around the the athletic programs, and I guess you and the others, Keith Carter, you know, kind of sat down and said, you know, hey, we we might be a little bit more efficient, stronger together um, than having separate collectives. Is that kind of the gist of why yeah. we are here? Okay.
3: Yeah, that's a big part of it, Zach. And that was kind of the other piece is number one, you know, let's make this, uh, let's commit to this with some full-time resources. Number two, let's think outside the box and make this really progressive. But third and probably just as important as the others was we need to consolidate. And again, that goes back to the point we made about efficiency and maximizing resources. We don't have the numbers that other people have in terms of, you know, alumni, living, active alumni, um you know some of uh you know those things and so for us to be successful we need to consolidate and we do that we wanted to do that for a variety of reasons number 1 mitigate risk you know we wanted to make sure that we eliminate any bad actors and that um you know we combined all these under one platform so we could make sure this thing is 100% compliant and legal and that was the other thing i told keith i, I said look For me to do this, that is number one, by far, the most important thing. Um, I live through probation as a player. I've seen the debilitating effects of probation firsthand. um, And I don't want our school to ever have to go through that ever again. So we're going to do this 100% above board, legal and compliant by the state statute and by NCAA guidelines, albeit the limited NCAA guidelines that we have and guidance, but but. If you consolidate and you have one group instead of four different groups going around, um, all doing things a little bit differently, all kind of competing with each other, cannibalizing our donor base, creating confusion, then that leads to risk. And so consolidation will help us mitigate that risk, number one. Number two, it clears the confusion in our donor base. And we want to make sure that our fans understand this is a one-stop shop for those that choose to um, commit to NIL. And so, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, urban legend out there, confusion in our alumni base, in our donor base, in our fan base uh, about what NIL, NIL is, um, how is it legal, if I want to be in, uh, involved in it, how do I do it? And so um, that was the other reason. The second reason for consolidation was to clear any confusion and to give our fans a simple, one-stop shop opportunity if they so choose to take place in nil and and again that goes back to you know the conversation about the challenges of numbers and making one dollar spin like three we got to consolidate we're all trying to do the same thing we're all trying to help um, our athletic department our school and support these men and women who do so much for us both on the field and off the field and so if we're all trying to do the same thing Let's all get on the same board. We've seen what happens when Ole Miss fans get on the same page. We saw it out in Omaha this summer. I mean, you saw what our fan base did to embrace and basically lift those players up and take them to a national championship. Um, you know, and so we've seen the power of what can happen, even though we don't maybe have the sheer numbers at other schools. We've seen what happens when we get all our passion in rebel land going in the same spot. And so that was the other reason for consolidation. And that's what we're gonna talk about a lot tomorrow is I think there were there were three different, three to four different groups that were out there all sticking their toe in the water um, on behalf of Ole Miss NIL. And we've basically gone to all those groups and said, look, let's all do this together. So we've all locked arms, we've consolidated, we've created a massive amount of efficiency uh, and we've cl- we, we will be clearing out a lot of the confusion that, that exists. So that is a major. That's a great question, Zach, and that's a major reason, um, a major point, and a major reason why we're doing this tomorrow.
2: So we'll be we'll be rolling this conversation out for everyone to listen to on on Friday after y'all have the whole press conference. You you roll out the red carpet and talk about everything Grove Collective, all the new developments. But um, you know, maybe for those that that cannot be in attendance, um, what are some of the the new things that that you all are unveiling um, that may not have been heard of before with Ole Miss in, in NIL respective, but you know, just what are some of the things that you're excited about?
3: Yeah, look, I think this is uh, first and foremost, this is going to be an NIL solution and a platform for all Ole Miss athletes, not just football players, not just basketball players. We, we have a goal that we're going to talk about tomorrow um, where within the next two months, we will, Uh, have signed a minimum of one athlete on every roster of every team, non-revenue, revenue, revenue, male or female on campus. So we really wanted to provide Keith um, and our athletes a platform that would work for all athletes. Uh, So I'm really, really excited about that. You know, you see announcements out there, well, this group's just supporting football and this supporting that, you know, um, I really thought it was important uh, that we, we offer this to all our student athletes first and foremost. Secondly, um, we have uh, partnered with the Oxford Chamber of Commerce uh, and the community here in Oxford. You know, we all know the affinity between Ole Miss and Oxford. If you love Ole Miss, you love Oxford. If you love Oxford, you love Ole Miss. And those two go hand in hand. So we really wanted to um, to have a well thought out partnership locally here uh, for community outreach, engagement, um, charitable endeavors, All those things, because our athletes are here in the community and they can provide so much value to um, all the positive things going on in and around Oxford. So we are announcing uh, a partnership with the Oxford Chamber of Commerce uh, and the local community here in Oxford to really engage with them, get our athletes out into the public forum and support all these outreach opportunities with Oxford. So I think that's going to be really, really important. Um, We are partnering with a couple of national brands uh, that are going to help us from, you know, an obligation management standpoint, audit trails, taxation, accounting. Uh, We do not ever want to put any of our athletes in a compromising position financially uh, from the tax issue and accounting issue uh, from an obligation management, you know, these athletes, it's one of the fewer places where, the, where a quid pro quo uh, has to happen. So these athletes get compensated. They have to do things for that compensation. And we want to make sure that they are fulfilling their obligations. Um, and again, that goes to the NCAA side of this thing. So uh, we've got a national group that's going to help us create that those processes and those checks and balances and that governments internally so we, so we protect the well-being of these student athletes while they're being compensated. Um, we're going to bring groups in like, uh, there's a group, uh, that we're going to talk about a little bit in the coming weeks. We're going to have a national airline partner, uh, that's going to come in and partner with our athletes to provide travel solutions for athletes that are coming from a great distance. You know, you're an athlete that signs at Ole Miss that lives in Colorado or from Colorado or California. Um, and part of your, um, NIL, um, contract is you're going to get to fly mom and dad in. X amount of times a year to come watch you play uh, or you're going to be able to fly home for Christmas, fly home for your mom's birthday, fly home for a wedding, whatever it may be. We think travel is incredibly important uh, for our athletes that are coming from great distances. So we're going to give them a, a travel solution uh, that will provide, you know, their parents, their family and themselves the freedom to be able to travel back and forth because Oxford's not an easy place to get to. You know, we're not in a big metroplex. We're not in Atlanta or Dallas or Chicago. So. You know, travel's tough when you're talking about a small college town like Oxford. So we're going to provide that that for athletes as well, which I think will be, um, you know, really beneficial uh, for them. We're also uh, going to provide content solutions. You know, uh, these athletes today are a lot different than I was, obviously. And, you know, uh, they're very savvy when it comes to, obviously, their social media and the content that they create. And we're going to give them a national platform um with best in class tools and services for them to create content um that will help not only market their nil but their business interest their charitable interest um and give them the ability to create you know player generated content um that can serve them in so many different ways um and again not only does it help build again their nil uh but it helps them You know uh, publicize and promote the interests that they have both personally and uh, any charitable endeavors that they want to get involved in and what they want to be after they get through playing what professional field they want to get into so there'll be a a really top-notch national uh, content platform for these athletes as well Um, and then the the advisory nature i i I spent some time in the agency world um, and so I understand the value of the advisory services that we can provide, uh, to these athletes. And again, that goes to the financial health and wellbeing, um, and the ability for them to network. So, uh, we're going to announce some specific partnerships around that. Uh, but again, that's kind of a, you know, high level, um, uh, overview of some of these programmings. And then the, I'd say too, the M club, we're really embracing with the M club. I'm an M Club member, obviously, and I see the value of bringing past uh, and present athletes together, uh, both for unique experiences for our fans, but also for networking and uh, job sourcing. Um, and so bringing our past letter, letter uh, winners uh, together with our present, I think, tells a really neat story. And so we've got a unique partnership with the M Club as well. Uh, and those are just some of just uh, the few things that we're going to talk about tomorrow.
2: I'm glad you mentioned, you know, all sports, like Grove Collective will work with everyone Um, because I, I did want to ask you, I think Ole Miss has a real unique opportunity here to set themselves apart from others because, and there are obviously other programs across the country that have this as well, but I think Ole Miss in particular um, a lot is made about, well, you know, baseball is still a niche sport. You know, it's kind of silly to invest so much in baseball. You know, Ole Miss is one of the few programs in the country that that makes money on baseball. Others don't even, you know, you know, come out of it clean. They lose money. But I think Ole Miss, with, with the success they have in baseball, um, softball, women's soccer, rifle, uh, tennis, you know, over the years they, they've had sustained success. And then obviously recently with – women's golf and, um, you know, uh, baseball, they've won national championships, um, you know, despite football being the big moneymaker, um, I would imagine that that y'all are, are really working closely with those programs that, you know, not only, you know, hey, we're working with everybody, but, hey, we're not only working with you, but we really see a huge opportunity here because of how successful you are.
3: Uh, I think you nailed it, Zach. I think that is... Uh, a huge part of what we are, you know, of our endeavor and what we're we're really challenging our staff to to embrace because we have so much to sell. I mean, and again, I, I really attribute this to Keith Carter and his leadership. I, You know, I would there is no I don't, I don't know if I said this earlier, but <clears throat> there is no the, uh, there is no way I would have this much faith in what we're doing if it wasn't for um, our athletic director. Uh, again, I was fortunate enough to be a student athlete with Keith. Uh, yeah, geez, 26 years, 25, 26 years ago. Uh, <laughs> makes me want to throw up when I say that. But, uh, But again, you know, I've known Keith for years. And just the comfort, the security, the trust that I, we all have in him to lead our athletic department and what he's done since he's been the athletic director, you know, really was the big impetus of like, hey, this can really work. And that's why I have so much faith is because we've got a guy like Keith sitting in that chair. And again, the success that you just rattled off, you know, uh, he's a big part of that. And, and I think he realized that. I know he challenged us on that when some of our early conversations, how do we make this um, a platform for all athletes here, given we've got so much to sell. Um, and that was one of our big challenges. And, and again, in short-term challenge, long-term opportunity, and the response has been phenomenal. We just signed, all our women's basketball athletes to an NIL deal. Every every women, uh, women's basketball athlete on our roster um, has now signed an NIL deal, which is great, which did not exist. Um, and, and again, that'll be the first of many that we'll be announcing here in the coming months uh, because we do have very marketable programs and athletes. Um, and that really kind of too goes back to that whole Oxford thing and the Oxford Chamber of Commerce and the local community here. There's so much can be done with all these athletes in and around um, our local community. And I think that was, that was a great time for us. But um, yeah, look, I think that is the beauty of um, Ole Miss and who we are and what we have to sell. And, and again, as we have talked to local, regional, and national brands, they see the value of it. And I think when we start making some of these announcements about who's coming on board as corporate partners with us and they're seeing, it's not just football centric, obviously football plays a huge role in this, but it's not just football centric. It's, you know, a co a collab marketing, advertising, uh, advertising campaign with two track athletes, two football athletes, two softball players, a volleyball player and a baseball player. You know, that's like the group setting, and I just – I can't wait to be able to show um, our fan base some of the videos and some of the content of what our athletes are going to be doing in a group setting made up of four or five different sports, male and female, revenue, non-revenue. And I think, man, who who wouldn't love that? Who's not going to love to see that? And I think that's, that's you know, really what gets me excited uh, to your point.
2: We're going to take our final break. When we come back, going to put – a. Walker on the spot here. We're going to do a really short preview of this weekend's game for the uh, top 15 tilt in Vaught Hemingway stadium, 11 o'clock on Saturday. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by protection unlimited incorporated, the mid South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24-7, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis' leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner, Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at BluffCityAdvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home, call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them, 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110. And get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here on Not Committed talking with Walker Jones, Executive Director Of The Grove Collective we are going to step aside from the NIL conversation. We covered a lot of ground, um, but as a former football player, I would be remiss if I don't ask you a big, big game on Saturday, probably one of the better games on the slate for week five. I, I have my thoughts. I want to hear yours. Um, Just a former player's perspective. And then just in general, what you think, how this one shakes out number 14, Ole Miss number seven, Kentucky. What do you think about Saturday's matchup?
3: Well, i tell you, it's going to be, um, I hate that it's at 11 AM. I'm just going to get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> I've, I've complained to any and everybody about us kicking off at 11 AM t- uh, TV you know ratings blaming. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but there's nothing we can do about that. So, you know, uh, we obviously need to have an incredible home environment, um, you know, stripe it. I think we're doing the stripe out the vault, which is going to be could be a great visual. You saw what Tennessee did last week against Florida. You know, what a great atmosphere that was and what a great opportunity we have to create a similar atmosphere, regardless of what time it is. Like, uh, you know, I, I hope our fan base understands how rare it is to have, you know, a top 10 team coming in here this early in the year. Um on a weekend where it's one of the best, uh, like you said, one of the best games on the slate. So um, we need, we need rebel nation to show up, be loud. I know coach Kiffin's harped on that and I think they will. I really do. I think they will. Uh, I think this game um, comes down to the trenches. Like I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know that sounds cliche. Like, hey, whoever plays better on the offensive line, you know, you could say that probably about almost any game, but I really think it's important in this game. I think, a distinct advantage for Ole Miss is our defensive line versus their offensive line. Uh, they have not done a great job uh, protecting Will Levis uh, so far this year. Um, and I think we are very athletic um, uh, up front defensively. And I think we can get after him with some, some pressures. Um, and I don't think we have to do it with, you know, five, six-man blitzes. I think we can get pressure on him with four or five-man pressures, which – yeah, if you can get to the quarterback uh, rushing four or five, that that is very beneficial because you can still show up your back end and you're not selling out as much um, to the pass. So I really think that's Ole Miss's clear advantage. And then, you know, and then flip it around, if we can run the football uh, like we've run the football so far this year, um, it's going to open up the pass for us. I do think we're going to have to throw the ball more than we have. Um, I think Kentucky's good up front, and I think they will – commit to stopping the run but that doesn't mean you don't still try to run the ball and I think that's where uh I know coach Kiffin and uh and the staff will continue to try to pound that rock because again I think that helps you in the past game but for us to win the game we're gonna have to throw the ball more than we have um I think we're pretty healthy um and you know again playing this game at home uh this early in the year is a massive advantage really a massive advantage and uh, and the 11 a.m. kick could help us uh, in the sense that Kentucky is, you know, away from home, having to get up early, those early wake-ups. I was – I don't know if you remember, Zach. I mean, back in the day, those was the old Jefferson Pilot games we had at 1130. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we with had the, our fairs. With the days Yeah, the, the Dave Rowe and Dave Neal. And uh, I just remember those wake-up calls in the team hotel for those 1130 kickoffs. And, I mean, it was brutal, especially on the road. So, I think it can be an advantage for us. Um, I be honest with you, um, I think we're favored by six or seven points. I I think it's a double digit win for the Rebels. I really do. I think we I think we beat them Ooh. Uh, double digits, and um, uh, just because I think we're going to be able to run the ball enough to set up the pass, and I think we're really going to get after them up front on defense and put their quarterback. Um, in some pressure situations and not have to do it uh, selling out on the blitz, which I think will be important.
2: I'm right there with you. Um, You mentioned the trenches being so big. And, and yeah, I mean, clearly whoever controls the line of scrimmage is going to have a good chance of winning. But, you know, I think a one-two punch of the number one rushing attack in the SEC and the number two, I guess, pass rush defense, they're second in the conference in sacks, Um, Kentucky does not protect Will Levis well Um, they're allowing more than four sacks a game right now I I like Ole Miss's defense they um, you know last week was a snoozer but I I think that they're going to come ready to play for the conference opener and and I like uh, I would say a 10-point win I think it might be a little tight but I like Ole Miss to score you know either a pick six or you know uh, some kind of turnover and and score late to uh, extend it but yeah, I mean, I, I I like this this defense a lot. I think they're incredibly deep and they're really talented. They have a good mix of experience with all the transfers and the the guys like Miles Battle and and AJ Finley and Katie Hill. But then they've got some young guys with you know uh, Taishim Johnson, Davis and, Ibnose, and um They they've got a good mix there. Um, but yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I mean, they're going to run the football, and I think that's going to help out Jackson Dart to take some shots. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's a, I think I'm going to say 31, 21 Ole Miss. I
3: like it. I, I I did. I think it's a double digit win, you know, 10 to 14 points and, um, look, playing, not playing great against Tulsa isn't wasn't the worst thing in the world either. You know, like, Hey, you know, they they get back to practice week. They get yelled at a little bit. They They probably saw some things on film that, uh, they didn't love probably got embarrassed in the film room a little bit and look, Tulsa, Tulsa was a ball team. Tulsa was, you know, they're, they're, yeah. not, you know, they're not an team, but they weren't, they weren't UCA either, you know? And so yeah. look, you know, you play bad, uh, you play bad. And you still beat a, a team that was uh, a bowl team last year uh, that had nothing to lose. And, you know, sometimes that helps you the following week, you know, because you're not reading the press as much and didn't score a point in the second half. And, you know, probably got a little embarrassed and coaches got into you a little bit and I think that'll help. So I agree with you. I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I like to think
2: Kiffin, you know, takes a little bit of a sheet out of uh, Nick Saban's playbook there where, you know, week before a big game, you might not whip them like you, like you wanted to. And then you get after him in practice the following week. So um, I love it. I, like I love that. it. So, well, Walker, this was, this was fun. I mean, just in, incredibly informative and a, pleasure speaking with you i know you're incredibly busy um i think people are going to be really excited with what y'all are unveiling on friday so i i thank you for your time and you know we'll we'll catch up down the road and we'll talk about some other new developments that are coming out
3: zach i really appreciate the time man uh hotty toddy thanks for all you do uh to cover this uh this space and um yeah let's connect soon down the road